Okay, let's start this year's Parsha's Lech Lecha, Tavshin Ayin Hey, and this is really the beginning, if we could say, of the Jewish people, Avram Avinu, but it's also the, uh, those who have been keeping track, we started these Shiurim seven, six years ago, this is our seventh Lech Lecha, this was the first year we had seven years ago, uh, six years ago, and um, so Lech Lecha is really the beginning of our seventh cycle of uh, Parsha Shiur and Baruch Hashem, we're able to have our own little Shemitah uh, cycle uh, as well. So we start off with a thought that uh, we spoke a little bit about a couple of years ago, uh, and that is something that we probably should review every year, and that is the meeting of Avram Avinu. We again have to meet Avram Avinu uh, as we do every year. He is our ultimate uh, father, the first of the Avos, and the Rambam at length describes his spiritual odyssey in Mishnah Torah. You know, Mishnah Torah usually is reserved for halacha conceptual halacha, conceptual analysis, and yet three or four places in Mishnah Torah, not too often, the Rambam tells us history. The Rambam tells us history at the beginning of Hilchus Hanukkah, the Rambam tells us history at the beginning of Hilchus Ishus, and the Rambam tells us history in the beginning of Hilchus Avodah Zarah. But this is the only time that the Rambam tells us the history of an individual. It's really of the nation, but it's the individual of Avram Avinu. And the Rambam describes, we're not going to read the whole thing, in source number one, The Rambam is giving the history of Avodah Zarah, as if that is important to understand for the halachos of Avodah Zarah. That would be why the Rambam puts it in Mishnah Torah, because it's important for the halachos. So, Bimei Enosh, during the time of Enosh, early, St. Parshas Bracious, B'nai Adam, people, made a terrible mistake. V'nivara atzas chachmei hadar, chachmei oso hadar, v'enosh atzmo menatawim. Enosh himself was part of those who were misguided. Amru, what was the original mistake? Amru, Hashem created all of these constellations and the stars and the moon and the sun. Hashem created them. And he put them on up high and he gives them prominence. And they service him. They recognize that HaKadosh Baruch was above. There was a creator and created. That's, everybody knew that. But what they felt was then, shouldn't you give covet to them? Right? Giving covet to the king is not just giving covet to the king, but give covet to the king's servants is also showing covet to the king. Praise them, glorify them, and give them covet. Wouldn't that be what Hashem wants from us? Wouldn't that be what he wants? That's how it started. And slowly but surely, the slippery slope of Avodah Zarah, what occurs? They forget the source, they forget that they're giving covet to the servants of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and they start thinking of them as independent creations and even independent powers that can help them and affect their life. And that's Avodah, that was Avodah Zarah, and that's how it started. And the Rabban describes... Skip to Halacha Beis, line 15. V'yachar sha'archu hayomim amdu b'vnei adam neviyei sheker. Prophets came up, v'amru, right? This is all within the first ten, nine generations, right? From generation two to generation nine, right? All that. Sha'kel tzivolam. And they described and said, yeah, Kaddish Baruch Hu told us that this is what you have to believe and this is what you have to serve. Serve the star, serve this star. 
pour wine to it, sacrifice to it. This is what they would, this is what God told me to, to tell you. Line 17, 18, they would make up their own religion, make up their own surahs of stars, mountains and valleys and trees, everything. Line 21, Let's go one step further down the slippery slope. Not that Hashem told me that you should service the star. The star spoke to me. The sun spoke to me. And slowly but surely, they forgot HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And we continue... Until uh, the end of Halacha Beis, Lo Avotzur Olamim, line twenty-eight, the rock of the world. The Rambam doesn't use that phrase too often to call Hashem Dafke here, because that's what they were denying that Hashem was the rock of the world. He was the source of it all. Dafke here, Hashem calls Hashem. The Rambam calls Hashem Tzur Olamim, Lo Hayasham Makiro. Nobody recognized him. Lo Yodo Eli Yechidim Baolam. Only singular individuals go on Chanoch, Mesushalach, Noach, Shem, Ever. Sorry, I misspoke before. It wasn't generation two to nine. That was till Noach. It was after. It was from it was generation eleven till twenty. Right, the ten generations from from Noach to Avram. I apologize. The Alderech Zehayolam is Galgal Vaholech, and this is how the world went: generation eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Until the pillar of the world was born. Hashem is the rock. Avram is the pillar. In the words of the Rambam, Shela Olam Shehu Avraham Avin Kivan Shenigmal Eitanzeh. Once Avraham was weaned, this is how we know that also that one of the names of Avraham is Eitan. Eitan Hazrachi, David Melech says in Tehillim. But here the Rambam uses that name for Avraham. Once this Eitan, this strong spiritual power, was weaned, his chilus shotepedaito. Imagine, imagine if we did not have any forget Jewish upbringing, monotheistic upbringing. Would we philosophize? Would we think? Would we try to wonder and ponder about the world around us? Avram did, and Avram was looking for answers. V'hukatan, he was very young. Open up, he opened up his eyes. How does the world go? Where's the motor? Where's the engine of the world? What's making it tick? no teacher there has to be someone who turned this on. He was amongst the fools in Orkastim. The Aviv, the Imo, the Chalhaam, Ovdim Avodazara, the Huaya Oved Imahen. Wow. And he worshipped with them. Avram bowed down to the idols. He was an Oved Avodazara with them. Until he recognized that this is all foolish. And this is all fake. And there has to be a, what the Medrash calls a Baal Habira. He has to be somebody who's in charge. Avram figured it out by himself without any teachers. Viyada Shekalam Toim. And everybody in the world is wrong. What kind of inner fortitude and and confidence he had. 
to realize that he's right and everybody else is wrong. And he realized the history and where it came from, and he says they're wrong. How old was he? Machlokas we shown him. The Ramam holds forty. The Ramam holds he was forty years old. Ben Arboim Shaniker Avim Isbaro. Right until that time he did not serve God. He's forty years old. Other Rishonim, the Rivet here says Yesh Agada Ben Shaloshanim. Some say he was three. Some say he was oh, different ages. Either way, he was born in 1948. Some say he was 52, meaning the year 2000 is when Avram Avinu recognized God. All different opinions, uh, 1948 on the Hebrew calendar. But Avram didn't live alone. All of a sudden, he has this truth. I have to spread it. I can't keep it to myself. He starts teaching. You're all wrong. Rashi quotes it already. He broke his father's idols. His father was so subservient and meshubit to the, to the Avodah Zara. What did he do? He gave over his son to, to uh, Nimrod. He gave over his own son. He knew Nimrod was going to throw him and kill him. It's amazing. It doesn't say why he did it. It was, it was instinctual. If you believe in something and you know it's right and everybody else is wrong, I have to share it. I have to try to have you join in this, in this religion, in this belief. Only to HaGadosh Baruch Hu. And what happens? It was not, not so hospitable for those ideas. Or Kasdim was not ready for monotheism. Line 42. Interestingly, what, why did he want to kill him? Because they had no answers for him. He was overcoming them with his proofs. They had nothing to answer. So what they have to do? They had to kill him. They, they couldn't say, okay, you're right. Because it's so hard to admit that we're wrong. Right? This is tshuva right here. This is the anti-tshuva. They couldn't. The Raman Vefeir says they were convinced. They, were, they had a better argument. So what did they answer? Leave. Kill. The king, I'm not even going to mention his name, says the Rambam. The king wanted to, to uh, kill him. A nase occurs, a miracle uh, happens, he's saved. And we spoke about in past years why such an amazing miracle is not mentioned in the Torah. Well, we think, or Kazdim, Avrabinu is saved from a fiery furnace. That's the beginning. One would think that that should, that should have made the cut into Torah Shebech It has to be in a Rashi at the end of Parshish Noach. Right? It's a, but doesn't make it. Various reasons given. So he gets thrown out and he starts keeping, he's like, I'm not going to take that for a, okay, no more. No, I'm going to keep going. And now the Ramam describes the spiritual odyssey and parade. Amavina went all over the world, all over civilization. Civilization wasn't so much at that time. But he went all over the Fertile Crescent, all over that whole area, trying to spread this this religion. And people kept joining him city to city and there was more and more and more. Until he came to Eretz Canaan and he was still doing it. So now already he has a, he has a name out there. He's got a reputation. And people started asking him. They wanted to know. 
He brought so many people back. Tens of thousands of people. It's one of the mysteries in Sefer Bracious, where'd they go? They disappeared. Right? Avram, Avram's family. All these thousands, it's not clear what happened to them. But we know they existed at the time. He implanted in their hearts this ikar. He wrote. He wrote svarim. Some say Sefer HaYitzira was written by Avraham. He wrote books. Avraham gets 25 lines. Yitzchak gets two. Yaakov gets a couple. But this is the Avraham Avinu Parak. Kodesh Baruch Hu introduces us to Avraham Avinu. He gives it to Yitzchak. Yitzchak gets four words. The Rambam is just copying the Torah. We mentioned this in the past too. Yitzchak Avinu hardly gets anything in Torah Shibach Saf. Lech Lecha is Avraham, Vayera is Avraham, Chayesara is Avraham's servant, and Avraham eulogizing his wife, and told us already Yachav and Esav. Yitzchak gets one parak in all of Sefer Bracious, parak Chavav. That's it. So the Rambam is paralleling what the Torah did. Yitzchak didn't get much press. Yaakov teaches his kids until the Rambam says at the end of the parak into Mitzrayim and we almost blew the whole thing. We almost lost it. 49th level of Tumah. Everything Avram Avinu did and implanted in us, the Rambam says, line 60, Ukimat cuts. Haya ha'ikar sheshadal Avram ne'kar v'chazur b'nei Yaakov l'tausa amim v'tayasam the whole thing was about to be for naught. Until HaKadosh Baruch Hu has Rachmanet said at the very last second, he hurries us out of Mitzrayim to give us the Torah. The beginnings of the history of Avodah Zarah and the beginnings of the history of the Jewish people. So now we can start Parsha's Lech Lecha. That is something that we probably should do each and every year, but it's something that we should review, um, even if it's not in the specific shir. Okay, so we get back to the beginning of Lech Lecha. Vayomer Hashem El Avram. Hashem says to Avram, he was born at the end of last week's parsha. Lech lecha, me'artzecha, u'mimoladecha, u'mirei savicha, el ha'aret ha'sharecha. Go, go from your land, from your birthplace, from your family, to the land that I will show you. Says the Medrash. Rashi quotes it. Avavinu is told, leave A, B, and C. Where am I going? Not telling. I'll, t- I'll let you know. So we know exactly where we're going. But imagine if you get on an airplane and you have no idea where you're going. God says, get on the plane. Okay, got on the plane. Rashi picks up on that. Why didn't Hashem tell him? He was very emphatic and specific about where he's going from. He doesn't say a word about where he's going to. El ha'aretz asher ha'eka. I will show you. Rashi. Asher ha'eka. Lo gila lo ha'aretz miyad. He does not reveal the land right away. Kedei l'chabavabainav. Number one, to make it more beloved. When there's something that's a surprise, it makes it more exciting. Why do you wrap a present? Who looks at the wrapping paper? They rip it open and they throw it in the garbage. What's the svara of wrapping paper? Why? Because it makes it, it, makes it more exciting. Because the person has to open the wrapping paper. L'chavava, Eretz Yisrael was wrapped by a Kodesh Baruch Hu. Put wrapping paper on it. He didn't say what it was. I'm not telling. He wrapped it up. L'chavava ve'enav. Number one. Number two, Vilasay Slo Schar al Kol Dibur Vidibur. 
and to give him reward for each and every word. So I'm taking you to Eretz Yisrael. Okay, that's it. I'm taking you to the land that I will show you. And every word that Avram listens to, he gets schar. Okay. The Rashi does not quote it, but if you look in the Medrash, there's a little different formulation in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. Rabbi Yochanan, who was the Gadol Hadar in Eretz Yisrael. Gadol Hadar, the author of the Talmud Yerushalmi. The Medrash in source number two. Kasav B'Medrash, Amr Rabbi Yochanan. Lama lo lo ha'aretz miyad. Why didn't he tell him right away? Good, we had that one. To give him reward for each and every step that he took to get there. That's why he didn't tell him. The question is, why does that make a difference? If he's he's going to get reward, he's going to get what we call schar halicha. He's going to get reward for every step of the way. So why should he only get that schar if he doesn't know where he's going? Even if he know where he knows where he's going. We know where we're going, right? Let's say we're going to shul. Schar halicha. So we get schar halicha. That's the context in the Gemara, right? Schar halicha. So why is it that Rashi, the Medrash tells us, not in Rashi, the Medrash tells us that, oh, because Hashem didn't tell him where he was going, that is going to give him schar. Tzarech biyar, he has the Otsur Satorah, source number two. V'chiyim haya omer lo lahechan holech, lo haya makav al-schar akal psiyu psiyu. He wouldn't give the schar, v'ari Rabbi Yochanan himself. Omar, lamanu kibul schar me'almana. Maizab almana, shayi b'shchunasa, b'shakneses. There was a widow who had a, who had a shul in her neighborhood. V'chol yom haisa holeches, l'spalo b'beis medrash al-shor Rabbi Yochanan. And she went, she went to Davin with Rabbi Yochanan. And Omar Allah, when Rabbi Yochanan once asked her, Biti, v'chiyin b'shakneses b'shchunasa. There's no shul near you? Amr lo, sharotze bazeh, sheyilas charpsiyas. I get more reward. She didn't say, I like davening with you, Rabbi Yochanan. But he says, you know, I, I charpsiyas, so that's the context. So she knew where she was going, and she got schar halicha, the schar for each step of the way. So answers the Osiris HaTorah, maybe it's based on a, he quotes one little answer from uh, the Matnas Kahuna, commentary on the Medrash, but we're going to go to the second answer of his, line 13. Based on a maharal. A maharal has a yesod gadol. This maharal is quoted by other later svarim as well. When we talk about schar halicha, do we have schar halicha by every single mitzvah? Let's say I'm going to blow shofar. So do I get, I'm walking to shul to hear the shofar. Do I get schar halicha for the mitzvah of shofar? I'm walking to do the mitzvah. Do I get, do I get schar halicha for that? I'm walking to Beaker Cholim. Okay, when I'm mevaker chole, I get the mitzvah. Going there is an extra mitzvah. But do I get schar for every step of the way? In some hashkafic sense, yeah. We, whenever you're going to do anything good, you know, we, uh, we get the schar. But in the, in the legal sense, the concept of schar akopsiya upsiya, does that apply to every single mitzvah, says the Maharal? No. It can't. It's called a hechsher mitzvah. That's not the mitzvah itself. You get schar for mitzvos. For hechsher mitzvos, you get a separate category of reward for preparatory stages. But the Gemara says you get schar halicha for specific mitzvos. So which is it? Says the Maharal, davening. Tefillah. Why? That's where the context of the Gemara is. And the Pachad Yitzchak expands it to learning. Davening and learning. Why only those? Explains the Maharal. Bigemara Amru line 14. This is a, uh, a um, summary of what the Maharal says. It's in the Tiva Avoda. Sheish lalechaz al beisakneses sheyoseh rochav min adam. Why? Rebbe Nishu noto scharpsiyos. Venire. De'ein hadin hazeh gabi sukkah. 
Let's say, is there more of a, of a mitzvah to build my sukkah further from my house so that I have to walk further to get there? So the people living in apartment buildings that have their sukkah on the ground floor without a porch, they get a lot of schar halicha because they have to go downstairs. Or they just say, this is a big pain. I wish my sukkah was on my porch and then I could do the mitzvah. So the Maral, there's no schar halicha when it comes to sukkah. Why? There's no inyan to go to the farther one, only to shul, only to tefillah. Why? The whole purpose, the whole mahus of davening is coming closer to Hashem. Every mitzvah in a general sense does that. But tefillah specifically, the purpose of it is a meeting with God. Says the Maharal. So just like the whole idea of tefillah is coming closer to Hashem, so walking to the shul is also bringing you closer to get closer to Hashem. That's why it's one continuum outside of shul to into shul to davening. It's all one process and that's why you have schar alicha there. Because you're doing the same exact thing when you come to shul and when you start davening. It's all about trying to get close to the meeting that we have with the Boreolam. V'lachain. That's the Maharal. So the Maharal says, Charalicha is specifically by Tefillah. The Pachat Yitzchak, Rav Hutner expands it to learning. Because learning also is about directly doing something. The Maral is all based on a mitzvah that its mahus is to get close to Hashem. So therefore that's learning too. Learning is meeting the Dvar Hashem. The source of Birchas HaTorah. When I talk to Hashem. So that's why those two, those two have schar halicha. By other mitzvos, there is no schar halicha. So says the Osiris HaTorah. Let's use this idea of the Maharal to get back to our question and kind of use it in an opposite way. But it answers the point. What was our question? Why does Hashem not tell Avram Avinu where he's going? The Medrash says, to give him schar halicha. Why doesn't he just tell him? Why is there only a message of schar halicha when he doesn't tell him? Because Eretz Yisrael, Yishev Eretz Yisrael, is not specifically like Tefillah and Talmud Torah. It's obviously HaKadosh Baruch Hu's palace. But it's not like Talmud Torah and Tefillah. If he would have told him, then the focus of Avram Avinu would have been where he's going to. And therefore, he didn't do the mitzvah yet until he gets there. And this is just a hechsher mitzvah. So there's not going to be scharpsios. But what did he tell him? Avraham, leave. Avraham, go away from here. So every step of the way, he's getting further and further away from there. He's fulfilling the actual mitzvah that Hashem told him to do. And therefore, that's why he didn't tell him. Says the Otsos HaTorah, the bottom paragraph, If Hashem would have told him that the focus of Avon would have been where he's going to, and it would have been like any other mitzvah, a special mitzvah, Yishevar Yisrael. But it would have been focused on that, and there's no scharpsios on that. Masha'enki now, he just says, go, me'artzacha, umimoladacha. And the matara is to distance from where he's coming from. Every step is distancing. Every step is the actual mitzvah. Not just the actual mitzvah, the actual mitzvah that Kadesh Baruch Hu told him to do. And therefore he gets schar, al-kopsi, yopsi. Okay. First pasuk in the parsha. Moving right along. 
we get to something major. I don't know if we think we've touched on this in the past. We should have. But it's the famous Ramban. By, and expanding on it. Pasigud, Avinu gets to Eretz Yisrael, gets to Eretz Canaan. He's tired out. It's been a long journey. He has his wife and his nephew. He's there. He's getting settled in. And Pasigud. Vayahi Ra'av Ba'aretz. There's a famine. There's a famine. The Medr says there was a famine only here. Not in the entire world. Only here. Vayahi Ra'av Ba'aretz. He gets there, he has to leave. No questioning God. Right? This is one of the tenesiones of Avram Avinu. The famine was very, very heavy. Says the Ramban, source number three, what was the purpose? Four words which, after the Ramban, the Ramban was the one that made this famous. Based on Chazal. That's the Maharal throughout Sefer Bracious. First time is right here in source number three. And what did Avram do? He goes to, uh, this, is, this is earlier even. This is earlier, I'm sorry. He says it here. He goes to Pazik Vav. He goes to Shechem, Vachananias Ba'aretz, and then he continues and he goes down to Mitzrayim. Says the Ramban, Omer Lecha Klal Tavinoso Vichala Parashios Habos Binin Avram Yitzchak V'Yaakov Let me tell you a secret about the next seven Parshas, says the Ramban. V'hu inyan gadol his kiru rabbeinu b'derek rabbosina b'derek tzara. Chazal talked about it quickly, but I'm going to expand upon it a number of times. V'yamru kol mashira la'avos simin labanim. Everything that happens to the avos is a simin. We have to talk about what that means for the children. V'lachenya arichu aksuvim b'sipur amasos v'chafiras abeiros. Who cares about the wells and who cares about all the pratim? Of Avram and Yisrael and Yaakov, the answer is we do, because we are the descendants, and what they hap- what happened to them, happens to us. Why do I have to know that he went out to Mitzrayim and they said, oh, uh, Sarah was taken and then she came out unscathed? It's all about the future. When something happens to these three personalities, Avram, Yisrael, and Yaakov, the Gemara says in Brachas, only three are called Avos. David Melech wanted to be an Av. Sorry, only three Avos. Think about what happened to the Avos, and you'll see what happens to the Bani. And the Quran continues on the next page, on top, source number four. Hashem brought him to Mitzrayim and then brought him back up to Eretz Canaan and then put him through a certain number of experiences in Eretz Canaan. Understand this, says the Ramban. And our question is, okay, let's try to be Mekayim, the Ramban's words of the Havainzeh. Please understand this. Let's try to understand this. What does that principle mean? Maisa avosim labanim. What does that mean for us? What could we learn? Well, we should read the Torah and say, oh, Avram did this, I'm going to do this. Is it a prophecy? Is it a nevuah? What exactly does the principle mean? Maisa avos simen laban. So, let's see a couple of sources that we haven't seen in a while. First from Rav Nissan Alpert, the Limude Nisan, source number five. Says Rav Nissan Alpert, after quoting the Ramban. Im hu. What does this principle mean? The end of line four. 
Is it just a nice way of hinting to the future? It's like a, a hidden prophecy. It wasn't said to Avraham. Avraham's life was a prophecy to us. Is that all it means? If we follow Avraham, throughout history, we will see what's going to happen to us, says the Limud and It's much, much deeper than that. You know what it means? Odilma line 7, Shahainyan Amok Yoter Mizet. Shekoma She'ira La'avram Avinu Nirsham Binishmaso Ubimahuso Whatever happened to Avraham affected his his mahus, his nature, his neshama. Seared into his soul were these experiences and the koach to get through similar experiences for the children. Created, these experiences created certain Jewish DNA. Kochos that no other nation has. Because Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov went through certain experiences. For example, says Rav Nisan Alpert, He went to Mitzrayim. Why? The famine he went down? Because of what we just read from the Rambam. Why were they Zoha? They were heading into the abyss. Right, they were about to not be identifiable anymore as great great grandchildren of Avram Avinu, and yet they were zochet to be saved. They were zochet to rebuild from the ashes of Mitzrayim, from having their babies thrown into the Nile River, from that terrible state. They were zochet to go up and up and up, and seven weeks later stand the Kabbalah Satora. One week later stand the Kriyas Yamsuf. What gave them that ability? Avram Avinu went to Mitzrayim, and he dealt with it, and he was able to leave. He connected to Hashem, to the Divine. He was able to be throughout the Toevas there. So to when sorrow was taken, the spiritual, the social, terrible danger that they were in, they were able to get out of it. So that when their children went to Mitzrayim. By the Brisbane Abbasarim, when Hashem tells Avram Avinu, you should know your children are going to be in a... a you'll be in a strange land. Why is Avram happy to hear that? Maybe now he understands why he had to go through what he went through. That's what he understood at the Brisbane Abbasarim. Shekshayyardu Amazing formulation he has. B'nai Yisrael already left Egypt. They went down to Egypt, but they already had in them the fact that they had already left once. When you do something a second time, it's always easier. Oh, I was here already. I did this already. Right? You ever go drive somewhere? The first time to get there, it's impossible. The second time, you already know how to go. You don't even have to listen to the, uh, the ways of the GPS. You know already. The second time is always easier. So they already had their way out. They were already ga'ul. And that is the secret of Jewish history. How is it that we're still around throughout all 
of the persecutions and the crusades and the pogroms and the holocaust. No other nation has it as bad as we had it. But we're still around because of what Avram went through and what Yaakov went through and what Yitzchak, who was ready to give his life to be Moser Nefesh, how many Jews are ready to do that? It's all from them because it's in our DNA from them. And he says, it didn't only stop there. Certain experience after that. He says, Kabbalah Satorah. What does Chazal say about Kabbalah Satorah? We were all there. What do you mean we were all there? The Nasa Nishma of Kla Yisrael at Har Sinai, line 25. How, how, how did we accept it? Not that we were there, but our Neshamas are all connected. And therefore, if they accepted it, that, that put a Roshim on my Neshama that we could accept it, we could accept it also. And he says, that's why, line 32, that's why the Pirkei Avos learning starts off with Kol Yisrael Yishlam Chelek Olam Haba. Because we all have a Chelek in Olam Haba. We're all Bnei Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. Every Shmona Esrei, it doesn't matter who, which Jew we are. Elokei Avram, Elokei Yitzchak, Elokei Yaakov. We're all in this and we all have the Kochos to be able. That's Maisa Avos. Simin Labanim. What do you mean Simin Labanim? It's part of us. That's what Simin Labanim means. Related to this, we're going to have three related ideas now, separate but related to this. Related to this is another idea, a difficult Rashi. Turning over now, we're going to get to source number six. Difficult Rashi. Rashi, so they get to Mitzrayim, and Avram says to his wife, please, please say that you're my sister. Please say that you're my sister, a question that many of them deal with. The Mitzrayim had no qualms about committing murder. Gilearias never. Right? So they'll kill Avraham in order to live with his wife. Why didn't they just live with his wife? No, Gilearias. Oh, come on, please. We're civilized. But we'll kill him. So what's the difference between those two? Maybe they were ready to commit a sin once, but not like every, every day. But that's, that's the people that were there. They had a certain type of hierarchy. That doesn't make sense. So what happens? Imri Nah, right before Shani. Please, say that you are my sister. Why? Why? So Avram should say, so that I, they don't kill me. That's the second phrase. What's the first phrase? Even before, he should say, so they don't kill me. No, no. So that they're good to me because of you. What does that mean? Rashi, Yitnu li matanos. So they'll give me some nice presents. This is Avram Avinu we're talking about. Avram Avinu who just left. What? Now he's, he wishes he had something. Avram Avinu who was ready to throw everything away for God. Who didn't question Hashem after he finally came to this dreamland and he had to leave and go to Egypt. No questions. Is he breaking here? This is his breaking point. Sarah, I just need, I need some, good, some, good, some good assets. What's he talking about? And by the way, and also, you know, uh, I'll live for it. What exactly is the answer to this? So one answer is based on the idea that we sort of saw from the Limudin Nisan, but we'll see it through the eyes of Rav Rivlin in his Sefer on Beratius. He says, if you think about it, he quotes this Ramban, he even quotes that maybe Avram Avinu was, was, uh, was made a mistake here, a couple of times the Ramban says, I'm Avinu, he's still on line 18. The Ramban's Lashen. I'm Avinu Chata Chet Gadol Bishkaga. By doing this, putting his wife in danger, he shouldn't have done that. 
I'm not going to get into that right now. But he's focusing on the Rashi. He says, from three or four different perspectives, this request of Avram Avinu doesn't make any sense. Presence, number one, line 30. Hebet kali. If anybody wants to look throughout Tanakh, want to find somebody who is basically somebody who rejects Gashmias, you look, Avram Avinu would be the first on your list. Not only did he not want any Suffolk Mamon, but even like even things that were Vada his. Remember later on, the four kings and the five kings, what does Avram do? I don't want, I don't want a shoelace. We'll get back to that, Bethlehem, soon. I don't want anything. Lot, whatever you want. Whatever you would take, I'll take the, what's left. You know, how many times do we do that? Do we have our, our children splitting something up? How many times do they say, you know, you take first. You take whichever, you take the bigger half. That's fine. Avram Avinu says, whatever you want. Whatever you want, then I'll take what's left. That's what Avram told Lot. If you go right, I'll go left and vice versa. So Avram Avinu is saying, that's not him. Number one. Number two. Habitatsnius. On the bottom. What kind of, what's, like we asked before. That's the first thing he says. What kind of Sanua person Avram was? Chazal even say an unbelievable statement. That Hini no Yadati, Avram Avinu says, I realize you're very beautiful. You know, I, Gabar says one of the four beautiful women in history. And I, I, we had to make sure that they don't do anything wrong to you. And Hine, I tell you, now I know, Rashi quotes, because he never really focused on her beauty before. This is Avram Avinu. And he's asking for presents? Number three, turning the page, Hebet HaChesed. From a Chesed point of view, he was the Amud HaChesed. Giving, 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 giving everything. Going to stone to fight, to get his nephew out. And yet, he asked for presents. And finally, Hebet HaMishpachti, you know, from a family perspective, is that all you're worried about? What about your life? What about her life? So explains the Rav Rivlin based on Hashem Mishmuel, the exact same idea that we just saw from the Limud Nisa. Line one, see in the second half of source seven. Kedei lohavin mahalach acher b'inyan nazbir lo'omek at ha'musag ma'isa avo simel abanim. What does that mean? Lo medubar rak al heged stami ha'toin she'historia chozeres al atzma. History repeats itself. Ma'isa avo simel abanim. No. That's not what the principle means. Heged ze'omer she'cha avos matbi'im teva b'uma. The Avos plant a certain nature. They put it into our blood. A certain type of life. A certain potential. Sometimes we do something until it becomes second nature. So they did things to make it natural for us. Says the Shem Shmuel. Do you think Avram did this for his own good? I want to leave Egypt with a lot of presents. No. You know what Avram Avinu wanted to do? He wanted to put it into the Bria, into the nature of his descendants to be able to survive a difficult gullus and go out on top. And go out with a little affluence. He was doing it for them. He wasn't doing it for himself. What do we read about? And it's amazing. It's amazing. How worried. Hashem was very worried. We read about in the Gemara and Brachas and it's alluded to in, 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 in Shmos and Eir and Bo that they should leave Egypt with a lot. 
Hashem promised that in Bris Ben Abbasarim. The Gemara even says that Hashem told Moshe, Moshe, make sure you take all the riches. I don't want Avraham Avinu jumping on me and getting on my back that they didn't leave with enough riches. What's he so worried about? Because the nation has to go out on top. They can't go out like at night. No, they go out with pride. Avde Hashem. Avraham Avinu wanted that. And that's why he says, Laman yitav li I want the presence because that will put it into my the mahus of my descendants that ability to go out on top after a difficult gallus. Avram Yoda, line fourteen. Sheiri daso shalolam mitzrayim binyan avachol golios harabos. And not only let's say this, not only gallus mitzrayim, it's all golios, the gallus that we're in now, right? We also I'm going to put it into the bria that when Mashiach comes, we're going to be on top. Our Kaddish is going to bring us on top. Golos, darkness always leads to light. Light always requires the preceding darkness. And now line 22, Now Rivlin takes this idea, maybe that's what Amavinu did also with, what did he do to Sarah? He said, oh yes, David, you're the sister, so they'll take you and they, they won't kill me. What, he's more worried about his own life than Sarah's, Sarah's personal you know, experiences? So said no. Says Rav Rivlin, Avram Avinu knew Sarah with her tzidkus, with her closest to Hashem. She was going to make it out, but he wanted to put it into his descendants the ability for Benos Yisrael to survive difficult situations, and that's why he, so to speak, put her or allowed her to be in this terrible state in order to then come out on top. Avram Yada Sha'am Yisrael Yavit Kufos Lo Kalo Shal Galos, but there are called Tugovas Kaila Gormos Lamim, Lismas Mace, Vlachdolim Lisulos Am. Most of the time, the assimilation that overtakes nations destroys them. And Avram Vinu says, No, I'm going to, so to speak, assimilate you, put you in there, and I know you're going to come out. Because that's my Sa'avo Simulabanim. So everything he did was for us. And in the footnotes, he even has a beautiful analogy. Source number nine now, turning over the page. It's like, it's like taking certain shots. Taking a flu shot. What's a flu shot this time of year? You get a little bit of the flu, so your body learns to cope with it. And then when you really get it later on, boom, the body's going to be strong. That's what my salvo similar button is. It's a little bit of the disease, so you come out strong, so then when it really comes up on a national level later on in history, it says, this was our immunization. Gam b'shaz chisun, he writes, on line 9, mesuyam, nichnasim, should be, That's exactly what's we're supposed to feel about Misa Abu Simon Laban. Moving right along, as we just said, this thought connected to the previous thought. So the following thought now connects to the previous one, but is really a separate idea. A different answer to the question on the Rashi. Barashi, Yitznuli Matanu, says the Alain Lushabayah, Rav Zilberstein, in one of his many svarim. Hey, what's going on here? Lanitav li bavurech. Right, what is he asking for? See, so he says, maybe we could focus on one word in the phrase. One word. Again, if anybody has to speak at a female simcha, 
this uh, this Shabbos. This is this one. This one could, could definitely a back pocket at any. If anybody ever has to speak at their anniversary party, this is it right here. If the husband has to speak, let me say something new. Focus on the last word. What was Avram Avinu's whole purpose in his life up until now? And it continues. He was showing everybody that you could live as a as a Eved Hashem. I don't want to say a Torah Jew because there was no Torah yet. You could live as an Eved Hashem and follow God, and you could have the best of both worlds. You could have the best not only of Olam Haba but Olam Hazeh. It could be awesome. It's awesome to be an Eved Hashem. There's no greater fulfilling experience than to serve God. Right? Money doesn't do it. You have the list of the ten most most uh, people with the most money and the ten most happy people in the world. They're not one and the same. The only person on that list of ten is probably Bill Gates because he gave away most of his money. Because fulfillment and happiness comes from fulfillment. And Avraham Avinu spent his whole life trying to show that when you're an Eved Hashem, in this world, it's so great for you. What does the Gemara say in Bar Metziah? Line 10. A person should be very careful with the honor and respect he shows his wife. All bracha in one's household is because of the wife. Because of the Akeras Abayas. That's what the Gemara says. Shene'emar Avram Hetiv Bavura. Our context. How do you know that? How do I know that? Because in Mitzrayim, they were good to Avram. They gave presents to Avram because they loved Sarah. The Gemara tells a story about it too. What did Avram Avinu want to emphasize and show? I want presents. Why? Because everybody in the world will realize that why am I getting presents? Because of you, Sarah. And that will show everybody in life that all the bracha that they have in their household is because of their wives. So I want presents, not because I want presents. I want the world to see that I'm getting brachos, A, but it's all because of you. That's why, not, it doesn't say Laman Yitavli. Laman Yitavli Bavurech. And through that, people will recognize the centrality of their wives' existence in their homes, and they'll be machabi them, and they'll give them honor, not because Avram wanted it. The same ideas we said before, it's not for Avraham. It's later on. And even contrast this. By stone, he didn't want a thing. Nothing. And here he asked for it. Bavurech. Because it's because of you. For you, honey, I want everybody to give covet. To give covet, right? It sounds like the exact opposite of the Pasuk in the Megillah. Right? The exact opposite. So what is Achashverosh and Hamid so worried about? Every husband should be the, the man of the house. Exactly the opposite. Right? That's a Persian, Persian view. This is a Jewish view. Call bracha. All bracha. And he continues, line 30. I think that if I learn and I put in the hard work, I'm going to have siyata deshmayen, I'm going to understand something and learn something. It's all because of the wife. 
Everything comes through the pipeline of the aim. He he ha morika al beso. She's what pours into the house. Brachos. Ad bolidai. Viaterezov anudole rosha. She has it. Right? It's a medrash. We all know. What does the medrash say in Parshas Chayasara? As long as Sarah was alive, there was bracha, the anan, there was a bracha in the, in the dough, and the candles stayed lit. When Sarah died, that's it. What Avram didn't light Shabbos candles. Avram did every mitzvah before the Torah was given. Right? Avram did not Parshas Chala. Avram did everything, but there was no bracha. Before Ishchazal. There was no bracha until Rivka. Until Rivka came. Then the bracha came back. Then the cloud came back. Then the candles came back. It's all b'schus to Isha. It's all b'schus to Isha, and that's why Avram wanted presents. V'chaisa nafshi biglalech because of because of you. Right, and he continues uh, along those lines. That is a crucial thought that we all have to have, and we can connect this to the Rambam and Ilchas Isha. We mentioned this before that every husband should treat his wife like a queen. Every wife should treat his wife like a king. It's the fridge Rambam that I've mentioned before, and it should be on the be on the refrigerator. Okay. Moving right along, let's go now to Perak Yud Gimel Pasik Ches. Yud Gimel Ches. Again, obviously every Parsha is jam-packed, but especially one like Parsha's Lech Lecha. So, Avram and Lod have to part ways. Have to part ways. The land wasn't big enough for the two of them. That's what it says. The land wasn't big enough. So, Vayomer Avram Elot. Avram says to Lot, Let's not fight anymore. Come on, we're brothers. Any Bali Kriya out there might have noticed in the past little difficult Tamim, the Trump. We know the Tamim HaMikra go, go back a long way, maybe from Ezra HaSofer, and the Trump, the Tamim, always reflect a certain meaning. How are you supposed to break up the Pasik? There are strong breakups of the Pasik. Right, the end of a pasik, esnachta is the next strength, but also a pashta is also a break. What does the pasik say here? I read it all straight on purpose. Vayomer Abraham Elot, Alna. It's as if there's a comma there. It doesn't say Alna ti Meriva. There shouldn't be a Meriva. Alna, Alna tihi Meriva. So ti Meriva is connected, but Alna is like separate. Alna tihi Meriva benivenecha. Why is there a break there? Why is there a pause? It should be straight. Alna. There shouldn't be. It's as if Alna, comma, Tehimariva Beniyavenecha. Says the Chassam Sofer. Quoted the Paradis Yosef is a, a gone from 150 years ago. Always has Lundis. He quotes back and forth Svarim. So the Paradis Yosef, the Chassam, he quotes the Chassam Sofer, who says, Diyesh Lomar, Achtus is always great with the right people. Sometimes, if somebody is not such a good influence on me, then it's not so great to be so close to them. And as we say sometimes, good fences make good neighbors. Right? It's not always good. So Avram Avinu now is talking to his nephew and saying, you know what? It's not so great. It's not so great that we're so close. See, so he's telling it to split up. So what does Avram say? Alderach drush. Alna, this present state is not good. They're all together. Tehi meriva There should be a little meriva between us. We're related. But in order for us to get along, we need some space. Alna, this shouldn't keep going. 
We're related. You know, we have to dance in each other's smachot. But you know, we shouldn't live on the same block. A little difficult. Sometimes it works for people, but Avram says to Lot, you know, you know, it's, it's just not working for us. Your values, my values, stealing, chesed, doesn't really work together. So we have to, uh, we have to keep the distance. And he quotes an unbelievable how many times have we said this line and heard this line? He who makes peace in the heavens should make peace, help us make peace. What kind of peace does make... Are there like fights in heaven? Like two malachim, like don't get along? Right? He who helps make peace in the heavens. Where's there fighting in the heavens? That Hashem has to make peace in the heavens. Says the Paradis Yosef. If the sun and the moon would exist together and next to each other and at the same time and try to perform functions together and all the stars and everything would be all next to each other, the whole world will explode. And the world wouldn't exist. The world can't exist unless there's separation between the items. What makes the sun and the moon able to exist is the distance between them. And how the stars don't destroy earth is that there's distance. So we all live in harmony as long as there's space between us. Osesh shalom bim ramav. So Hashem makes peace up there, please make shalom aleinu, make peace amongst us also. The people who you're meant to be close with, great. The people who it's better to be a little distant from, and that would be our, our shalom. Please, that's also a different, that's a different type of achta. Some people you can live with, and some people you can live a little far from. But not far, just a little distant from. That's Oseh shalom bim romah. Rak v'shamayim Hashem yachad, And then he quotes, Rebunimi parshischa. Rabunim. He said Rabunim once went out and he was going to get a ride. Line 16. He quotes Sivala Mashamshov, Liskar Galav, and he wanted to go to Warsaw. So he says, get a, get a wagon. He stands outside and two guys were like drinking, drinking some schnapps. He found two schleppers. He says, come. I want the schleppers to come to work for me. And he overhears, overhears the conversation. You do the parsha today. These were the schleppers in the days of Rabunim. One of them said, Will you have Sedra yet today? Vaishav says, Yeah. So he says, says, I have a problem. Next week's Parsha, Vayero, Vayechrusu Shnei and Bris. They made a treaty. How did Avinu make a treaty with Avimelech? This is one schlepper said to the other schlepper. And Rabunim is overhearing this conversation between these quote unquote lowly people. What? How did Avinu make a treaty? Vayechrusu Shnei and Bris. The other says, it doesn't just say Vayechrasu Bris. Why does it say Shnehem? Vayechrasu Bris. They made a covenant. Vayechrasu Shnehem Bris. They were each their own person. That's how covenants could work best sometimes. You keep your own identity and then you make the treaty. So that's how Avram did it. Avram did it for the good, but he kept his own little distance. Rabunim says, oh, Vayechrasu Shnehem Bris, that's exactly the same point. Alma! Tehim Riva, Echa. Right? Sometimes we need a little space. And then he relates that to some other psukim and Tehillim, but that is, uh, that is not for now. Okay, let's try to squeeze in two more, uh, two more ideas. First, let's get back to the phrase we mentioned before. Avram Avinu, after the fight of the four kings and the five kings, Yudalad Chav Gimel, says Avraham to the king of stone, Harimosi Yadi, I swear, I swear that I'm not taking anything from you. Imichud v'yatsruchnal, I'm not taking a string. I'm not taking a shoelace. Nothing. Chazal are very excited about that phrase. A string and a shoelace. Chazal say, that Avram Avinu said string? 
he was zochet to the mitzvah of tzitzis, the strings. Bischus, he said shulays, he was zochet, right, Rashi quotes it, he was zochet to, uh, to, uh, to other mitzvah, the mitzvah of the, the, right, right, I'm sorry, the Nitziv quotes it in source 13, exact Lashen. Shazach Avram Avinu Avorze Alasha Bechut Shal Tchelas Veretsuo Shal Tfilin. Tzitzis and Tfilin. Ask the Nitziv, what's the big deal of this phrase? So he said, I don't want anything. String to shoelaces, it's got to be something deeper here. Says the Nitziv. Says the Nitziv. There's a medrash. Really, every word, the string and the shoelace, are alluding to something major. There's a medrash. Look in the middle column. Not enough time to read the whole Nitziv. Fourth line. Achos lanu katana. We have a, a small sister, the Pasuk says in Shir Hashirim. Ze Avram Avinu. What do you mean, achos? Achos means sister, but the verb me'ache is used to mean to re-sew. If somebody, Rechman al-Aslan, is in Avelis and they have a, they have to tear Kriya, then there's different types of, uh, different halachas of different Kriyas. For a parent, for a relative, is it a Kriya she'eno ma'ache or a Kriya ha'mis'ache? Can you sew it up or can you not sew it up? Ma'ache means to sew up. Achos is a reference to Avram. She'icha es kol ba'eolam. He sewed up the people of the world. What does that mean? The Medrash, the full Medrash is quoted in Source 14 in the footnotes, Rav Kuberman's footnotes to the Hemek Davar. During every generation, since Adam, all the way to Avraham, there was a tear in the world. The Dor HaMabel, the Dor HaFlaga, every generation was a tear. It tore HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence from the world. The Shemayim was all the way out there and God's presence and the Aris was all down here. What did Avraham do? He sewed the world back together. He, he brought God back. He brought monotheism back to the world. He sewed it back together. He was ma'acheh. How many Averis have... We're only in the third parsha. How many Averis have we had so far? Adam and Chava, Cain and Havel, Dar HaMabel, Dar HaFlaga. I mean, it's unbelievable. The world did not start off on the right foot. And the Medra says that every generation got worse and worse and worse, and the tear got bigger and bigger until Avram Avinu the tailor. He was the one that sewed it all back together. That's number one that he did. And that's number one. Number two, what was his second godless that he did? That was what we would call Ben Adam Lamakom, Chesed. What did he do to show that to everybody? He just risked his life to go save his nephew, finding the, within the battle of the, of the nine most powerful nations in the whole civilization at the time. Chesed. He put on his sandals and he went to fight. Says the Nitziv, when Avram Avinu is saying, I don't want anything from you. He's saying to the king, and feel free to continue in reading it. He says, For the fact that I, the string that I sewed up the world, until the sandal, the shoelaces that I put on to go save Lot, everything that I've accomplished in my I'm not interested in any reward for that. I do it because God wants me to do it. That's the message of his statement. It's alluding to the two major areas where Avram Avinu has been successful. And that's what he says. I don't want anything from, I don't want any scar from God, let alone from you, Mr. Melech Stone. And that's the godless of such a statement. Finally, again, each one of these is, is major. Finally, the last thought for the evening is towards the end of the Parsha. 
Again, there's so much to do here. We're skipping now. Brisbane Abbasarim. Remember the Sefer Ha'ikarim on the Brisbane Abbasarim from two years ago. That's also something major. The second to last page in the whole book. Sefer Ha'ikarim. But towards the end, we have the Sivoy of Brismila. Perak Yuzayin. Hashem says, Ba'ar ba'ar oscha b'mod ma'od. I'll make you great. Pasagimol. Vayipol Avram al-Panav. Avram falls on his face. He's in awe, and he can't stand in front of God. A couple of psukim from now, beginning of Vayera, he has a whole conversation with Hashem. What happened? Right here, he can't even talk to Hashem. At the end of Lech Lecha, beginning of Vayera, it's all good. Beginning of Vayera, he's talking to Hashem. Says Rav Salvechik. We're back to the volume that came out last year, the Mesoras Harav, on Bracious. Says Rav Salvechik, line 2 in Source 15. Apparently, there are two kinds of revelation, and the contrast between them is dramatic. There are two kinds of talking to Hashem. The experience of revelation, as described in Brisbane Abbasarim, is accompanied by fright and horror. Man is completely awed and feels crushed by the impact of his confrontation with the Almighty. The encounter with God means the end of man, for he cannot stand in the presence of God without losing his own identity. When finitude is added to infinity, the result is infinity. Nobody can say it like the rough. If man stands too close to God, man disappears. One type of experience of a being in the presence of Hashem is that he dwarfs us. Dwarf is an understatement. We don't have the words in our, in our, in our vocabulary to describe what happens to us when we are really in the presence of Hashem. And that's what happened in the Brisbane Abbasarim. And that's what happened before Avram had Brismila. Because he was an individual. And as an individual, we can't stand in front of God. And that's why all Nevi'im have to be unconscious. And they have to be in a state of shaking and, and fear and trepidation, except Moshe Rabbeinu. But all the other Nevi'im, but once Avram, what, what, what happened between the end of Lecha and the beginning of Ayera? He got Brismila. What occurred? In Rav Salvechik's own words, the type of community changed. In contrast, the revelation described subsequently in Vayera is a redemptive experience, cathartic and joyous. Man is no longer frightened by the appearance of the Almighty. On the contrary, it gives him a sense of unshakable security and, con- and confidence. What changed? Next paragraph, line 23. The covenantal community Within the covenantal community, which is the covenant, brismila, God addresses himself to man in a natural way. He engages man in a dialogue. Indeed, within the covenantal community, man and God are friends. That's why he quotes an amazing Ramban in Parshas Vayechi, who when it says, when Yaakov Avinu says, Halakim haroe osi, he doesn't say shepherd, but re is also a friend. Hashem, my friend. This is why, continue. So there's a difference between covenantal community and the community as an individual before we have Brismila. As Avram Avinu, as the leader, as the representative of all of Klai Yisrael, that being with Hashem is natural and spiritual and loving and adoring and something that we all dream of having that experience. We should all be zochet to all the experiences with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, with the covenantal community and all the different types of communities that there, that there are. Hashem, we should be zochet throughout all of our Brito that we have with the Kaddish Baruch.